John chapter 6, we're going to continue in our uh, series that we just started, Loving Others to Wholeness. This is a year of Jesus Christ, who is our healer. President Glenn Burris uh, was able to give the, the vision for Foursquare for the year, and I just picked it up and, and started to run with it. Jesus Christ, our healer, loving others to wholeness. That's what this particular series is. And we started last week by talking about uh, just sacrifice. And today's topic is living sacrifice. So uh, you can kind of see the, the area that this is going in. But this whole year, we have committed to talk about spirit, soul, and body, and being uh, whole in all of those areas. It was interesting this past week while we were out in California, George Klein, you guys, many of you may remember George Klein. He's the Foursquare Missions uh, representative for the United States, and um, he kind of spearheaded a lot of this that, that we were going through. But man, there were a group of pastors there, and he was on us about our health talking about wholeness and what we eat and things like that, which is very good. Um, we're going to be bringing that later this year, so I'm not going to warn you ahead of time so that you can skip that study, because um, <laughs> I wanted to skip that study. But he was, he was challenging us in some areas about the things that we eat, and we would pick up something, and he said, do you want to live? How long do you want to live? And what quality of life do you want to have when you get old? And he would look at it. We all agreed at the beginning, George, you can, we, we, we give you, because of relationship, we give you permission. And, you know, you'd pick something up. And he said, and he was serious. He would say, Dean, if you eat that, you're going to die. And it was like stuff that just, you know, we put into our body. We're going to get into all that later this year, okay? So just hold on. But here's the point that we're talking about. I want to be a living sacrifice that can live, 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 and, and not retire Right? There's no thing about, there's no retiring for ministers of the gospel. Who in here are ministers of the gospel? Everybody should raise your hand. We're all ministers of the gospel. There's no retirement in that. I want to be able to live for a long time. And, and George just basically re signed his contract. It was till he was 90. Now he signed it till he was 100. Made a contract. I mean, it wasn't an official thing, but with the director of Foursquare Missions. And so I'll tell you his story later on. Well, here we go. Living sacrifice. One of the core values at Abundant Life is that we love God and we commit to love others. You have to commit to love some certain people, don't we? Uh, we talk about it often in this series. Our goal is to give biblical examples of people who allowed God to use them to make Jesus known and to bring healing and wholeness to others. We're also going over um, scripture memorization. I have two scriptures memorized because we've had two weeks so far. This starts a new, um, a new week of scripture memorization. So I'm going to put this one up here uh, for today. And this was a little bit longer one. Last week was easy. Last week was a short memory verse. This one's a little bit longer, so I want to encourage you in this. Uh, let's say that you're just starting this whole memorization thing. You can just memorize to the first period. Just get that far, and then if you get there by Wednesday, then memorize the rest of it, okay? But let's read this together, okay? It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him, Romans 12.1. All right, so work on memorizing that one this week, and um, you'll have a third scripture that you have memorized, the word that you have hidden, his word that you have hidden in your heart that you will not sin against him. We all know negative and positive people. If you're sitting beside of a negative person, just raise your hand. No, please don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
If you're sitting, you, you may be a negative person. You may be a positive person. Man, that was like, that was awesome. I wish you could have seen what I just saw. That was hilarious. You fit into one of these categories. Whether you're a negative person or a positive person. Whether negative or positive, we all ask the question, what can God do through me? Now, if you have kind of a negative sense, you may have the idea of, God can't do a lot through me because I'm just Nathan. I'm just Christine. I'm just Emma. You may have, that, that's kind of a negative aspect that we have. A positive person, you may think, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We fit into one of those categories. And let's be honest, depending on the week that we've had or the month that we've had, we could go either way. Okay, so this is not a shaming either way or the other. We can all face these things. Well, this, the, the miracle that we're about to read in, uh, here in John chapter 6, uh, the miracle that we're about to read about is written in all four Gospels. And we're going to see the response of a couple of the disciples here in just a moment, their initial reaction to what Jesus was going to do. So let's start reading in John chapter 6, verse 1. And uh, we'll pull some things out of here about being a living sacrifice. This is the miracle uh, where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And um, so let's look here. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Now, we want to follow those kind of people, right? They, they work miracles through the power of God, and that's what we attain to ourselves. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked this, "'Where can we buy bread to feed all the people?' He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. I want you to underline that last sentence there. He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. The most amazing part of this story isn't necessarily the miracle that Jesus performed. Let me give you the first point here. Never fear when facing a big ministry opportunity, because Jesus always knows what he is going to do. Think of the confidence that you have in that. When you read verse 6 and you know that your God, you know that Jesus already knows what he is going to do. And he says, Matt, I want you to walk. Eric, walk beside of me. I'm about to do something pretty big. I need you to make yourself available, though. Let's do this thing. Think of the confidence that you have knowing that God is backing up his word. But he's going to do it through you. All of a sudden, that negative mindset begins to dwindle, doesn't it? Never fear when facing a big ministry opportunity. Jesus always knows what he is going to do. Jesus worked miracles regularly. That's why the crowd followed him. We just read about that. So here comes this boy along that we're going to see in just a few moments where he trusts Jesus with everything that he had. This is the story of the loaves and the fishes. This little boy would make his resources available so that Jesus could use that. I want to talk to parents here just for a moment and to grandparents. If you have influence over a, a child's life, I think of our kids workers here, volunteers, and uh, Rusty and Kelsey who works with our J-12 back there. Train kids to have confidence in God early on. God is a big God. 
And He can do anything through you, Mary. He can do amazing things through you, Coy. God is a big God, Palmateer boys. You guys, God can do amazing things through you. He can. God can do amazing things. Live a life that examples this. I can tell my kids all day long that God is good, that God provides. But when I show them how God has done it, it's a totally different story. You've heard my story if you've been here any length of time at all. My mom grew up, when we were growing up, uh, my dad had left just before I was born for an a, um, immoral relationship and all these type of things. And we struggled hard, huh, mom? We meaning you because you kept a lot of that from us. Plenty of opportunity to be negative, but she kept the negativity away. And when we were having times of not a lot in the house, not, not much food in the house, we faced those times, she would say, God will provide. You know why I have such confidence today? Because of my mom. Confidence in God, I should say. Because of my mom. And confidence in life. Parents, live a life that examples this. Don't immediately go to the negative. God can do anything when you make yourself available to Him. The next thing I want us to look at is every time we calculate without faith and allow for the supernatural, we fail. Mr. Stowe was talking this morning to Luke and Emma And he said, there will be times when you may fail, but we're here to pray for you and to lift you up. There's times where I forget to calculate with faith and allow God to do the supernatural. And when I do that, I fail because I'm no longer trusting in God. But when I calculate with faith and allow for the supernatural... The will of God can happen through me. Let's look at Philip's response here and and get an example of this. Verse 7, Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed 5,000 plus people. Wouldn't have enough money. That was his initial response. Now, was, was Philip with Jesus whenever he did all the miracles? He was there. He saw the miraculous. But his first response was negative. Philip, excuse me, Let me lower my voice here. Philip, also known as, we'll call him negative Nancy, only looked at the natural possible outcome. That's all he was looking at. He left no room for the supernatural. Church, leave room for the supernatural. For God to use you. For God to use what you have made available to him. What are we making available to him? Our lives. A living sacrifice. Uh, Luke, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Luke chapter 6, verse 8. Let's look at uh, Andrew. It says, Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. That sounds positive, doesn't it? He's all of a sudden, he's starting to capture the vision of what God can do. But then he says, But what good is that with this huge crowd? So he was almost on to something. Whereas Philip left no room for the supernatural. Andrew at least acknowledged something was available. That's a positive step in the right direction, isn't it? He was a cautious optimist. That's what he was. Now, that's okay in a lot of areas of life, isn't it? We want to be cautious with things as we move forward. But when it comes to the things of God, we even want to go to the step beyond that. Be all in with your faith in God's provision whether it be financial, whether it be going to Jamaica and ministering 
everything that God has placed within you and you bring it out in confidence, Christine, knowing that God is going to change the lives of some of those ladies in Jamaica because Christine was a living sacrifice, made herself available, and has chosen to go. Now, God has not called us all to Jamaica, but He has called you to your family. He has called you to your neighborhood, to your workplace. Be faithful and no longer be a cautious optimist. Optimist, yes, when it comes to the things of God. Be all in. There's this quote here. Uh, it says, Do you see yourself as a manufacturer or do you see yourself as a distributor of the things of God? If you see yourself as a manufacturer of the things of God, you'll think, What can I do? Can't do anything. And you know what? You're right. You can't because you're not a manufacturer of the things of God. You're a distributor from whom the blessings of God and the miracles of God flow. See yourself as a distributor, as a conduit of the blessings of God to those that are around you. Whether it be here in Mooresville, in your own home, in your workplace, or whether it be to Jamaica. Or whether it be like our friend Bob that we just met on the screen to North Africa region. Where has God called you? Let God use everything you have, even if it seems only like a little bit. Number three. Let God use everything you have, even if it seems that it's only a little bit. You know, the Bible does talk about some have, uh, we just read, matter of fact, a couple days ago, that uh, one person was given 10 talents, one was given five talents, one was given two talents. I don't know all the talents that God has given you, the resources that God has given you, but whatever he has given you, use up every bit of it for his glory. Because here's what happens if you don't, the Bible just told us, was it two days ago we read about this? If you're keeping up with the weekly or the daily journaling, if not, those things are taken away. I don't want the things that God has given to be taken away to give someone else who is using 100%. God, use me to do your will. God, I want to give you everything I have, even if it seems it's only a little bit. And God will take you to places and put you in front of situations that you never thought would ever happen. All for his glory. It can be for our glory, right? We can make it about us, but that's not lasting. And people will see through it. Verse 10 of John chapter 6, it says, tell every, Jesus said, tell everyone to sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000. So that was just the men. That not include women and children. Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. Tell me how that's possible. It's not physically possible. That's not enough food to even feed the people that are in here. How did this happen? A miracle of God is all I can tell you. After everyone was full, you know what it's like, man, we just came through Christmas and Thanksgiving, and after you ate a big meal, you'd sit down in the chair, maybe take a nap while the game was on, because you were full. We just finished up eating season, right, Jerry? So anytime from, is it Thanksgiving through Christmas? Eating season. You were full a lot. The people here were full, and Jesus said, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. There were even leftovers. I love, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. It's only 11 months away, 10 months away because of turkey leftovers. 
I love leftovers. In this story, there were leftovers. God will take the portion that you willingly offer and do great things with the portion that you offer him. What are you going to do with your treasures, your talents, and your time to advance the kingdom of God? We're talking about living sacrifice, giving everything that you are, that God has given you to advance the kingdom of God. After this miracle of the feeding of so many, 12 baskets were left over. We'll see in verse 11. So they picked up the pieces and filled the 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. There was more than enough. God honored the sacrifice of this boy. Jesus knew what he was going to do. That was at the very beginning of the story. Jesus knew what he was going to do. And here comes the boy saying, God, here's what I have. Jesus, can you use this? It's yours. Look at the miracle that Jesus did. Finally, your sacrifice can be used to give life to others. Verse 14, when the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is a prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Jesus knew their motives. Jesus wasn't there for political purposes. He wanted to reach the lives of people. Jesus is the bread of life. God is asking you to show people and to offer people the bread of life. You may not do that through five loaves and two fish, but you do that through your life, showing that Jesus is the bread of life. I'm going to tell you a couple quick stories that I heard. There was a story of a little girl... And she heard this minister who came and he was wanting to purchase a building for a particular type of ministry that he was doing. I think it was youth outreach. He went to all these business people. Hey, there's a building that's just down the way and I want to purchase this. Will you help me raise funds as as we minister to our community? No one gave him anything. He went to this church service or somehow he met this little girl and she had her ice cream money. Every week she'd get a dollar for ice cream at school. Now that was back when you could buy ice cream for a dollar at school. (laughs) It's a long time ago. Um... But she went up to the missionary and she said, here's my dollar. So he continued, didn't get any money, just, you know, people that for whatever reason didn't believe in what he was doing. It's a true story, didn't believe in what he was doing. Until one day there was a businessman who owned property who heard about the story of the little girl giving everything that she had. He said, I want to honor, I'm skipping over a lot of details here for time. I want to honor this little girl's faith. You can have my building for a dollar. And ministry went on from that point on. The Serenity House, uh, Wayne and Cheryl will probably be here second service today. When they began uh, looking for a place to rent for the Serenity House, with $1 per year, they were able to get the building here in Mooresville from, what church is that? Center Presbyterian? $1 a year, they get to do ministry, ministering to folks who are at the end of their life. See, it's just a little bit. Just a little bit. Little is much when God is in it. I'm telling you what this series has done. It's brought back a lot of old songs, hasn't it? (laughs) Little is much when God is in it. I'm going to tell a story that brings it a little closer to home. But before I do that, I want you to watch this video real quick.
If starting a family in 2019 is one of your goals, have you ever considered adoption? The number of children waiting to be adopted is currently at its highest. So Kristen Paisani joining me right now to talk a little bit more about that. She is with the founder. She's the founder of the Small Human Project. Yeah, thanks for and me. you know, I've seen these videos lately of children being adopted. You know, the welcome to our family. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it just gives you all the feels. Yes, it does. It's such a wonderful, wonderful mission. It is. Um, there are over 123,000 kids that are without permanent homes in our country right now, so it's a big issue. It doesn't get talked about enough, I think. Talk a little bit about the process. Is it difficult? It's complicated, and so I think that's probably the biggest issue that people face when they decide to adopt is how do I move forward? What are the steps that I can take? And there aren't enough resources out there to really grab onto, I think. What would you tell families who are in the process of considering whether or not adoption is right for them? Reach out, reach out for help, reach out for consultancies. There are a ton of great ones out there um, that can help you kind of find, navigate your way through it. How much of a factor does cost play in all of this? It's absolutely a factor. Um, however, there are alternatives. So if someone's really looking into adoption, foster care is a re really great way to go. Um, foster care kids are actually, um, the adoption is fully funded by the state, especially here in North Carolina, completely free. So if you foster a child here and you decide down the road that you want to adopt that child. Or you can go to a foster care, um, a foster care agency, and they will actually put you through with kids that are available as well. So you don't actually have to foster to adopt a foster child. It's really great. So um, it's where you go through the agencies is where you see mm -hmm. the big hefty price tag. So average of fifteen to forty thousand dollars in America. Oh, wow. Is there any help out there for people who um, perhaps want to adopt but maybe can't necessarily foot that kind of a bill? A ton of stuff. So um, that's actually what our organization does. We do fundraising events nationwide and all the funds actually go to sponsor families for domestic adoption, awesome. which is great. Um, and so that kind of helps just close the financial gap for families. What do you say to people who are concerned about adopting children, especially maybe an older child? Mm -hmm. I would say that all of these kids just need a, a stable, loving family. It can go such a long way. It gets such a stigma and it shouldn't. And the reward you're gonna get out of it. Astronomical. You, know, you get the, the love of a child and you get to give that love. It's incredible. Yep. If that's what you're looking for, it's out there for sure. Kristen, real quick, how can people reach you if they are interested? So you can reach me on the smallhumanproject.com. There's great, reliable resources on there. Um, you can donate directly from our page and um, all of our social media links are there as well. Wonderful project. Kristen, thank, thank you so much you. for being here. Bill, we'll send things over to you. All right. So this isn't necessarily about uh, getting us all to adopt today, okay? I just I want to bring about it. Who, just raise your hand, who recognized who that was? <laughs> Kristen, can you come on up here real quick? Um, Doug, can I get a microphone? Or Sarah, whoever has that? We're getting Dwayne's microphone, Jake. Or Malou's, one of their two. Hey, Kristen, <laughs> come on up here. <laughs> so real quick... Isn't she awesome? You, she was just up here singing, leading us uh, with the team in worship last week on our worship team. So real quick, with the time, how many hundreds of years ago uh, did this project begin? Oh my gosh. So I started just like in my teens, just praying that God would just use me in some kind of big way. Mm -hmm. um, and then about three years ago, a friend of mine was going through the adoption process and talking to me about it and how expensive it was. And I just prayed, God, I just want to help her. Tell me how I can help her or people like her. Um, and so God just put it on my heart and put it on my heart. And when I started here, you did 
over a year ago, you um, preached a sermon on living your purpose, and it just, like, really hit me, and then I started praying harder, and you were like, just pray about it. If you feel it, just pray about it, and so I did, and then in November, Dean was up here talking about, um, he was preaching about, you know, foster care, you were talking about your, your guys' journey, and you said, if you, if you have something on your heart to help kids, just do it already. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that was kind of my sign from God to just go for it. And he really has just opened so many doors for me since then. I mean, that opportunity was um, on Channel 4 News, live a live interview was just literally, I just got an email saying, would you come do this? And so um, just totally from God for sure. So. Um. You covered everything that I was going to ask you there. That was a great job. But Dean said, if you're going to do something, will you do it already? Just do it already. And so it just started. This is yeah. like brand new. Yeah, in November. Yep. In November. Yep, in November I registered with the state as a nonprofit. I prayed about it and said, God, give me a name. Give me a, a mission. Give me a title. And I, he just gave it to me. And I said, okay, I'll run with it. And so that's what I did. <laughs> So here's my point, not necessarily that we all need to adopt, although God may be calling you to adoption or foster care. Dean and Rachel are doing that right now. Um, he may or not, may not be calling to that. My point is, offer God what he has placed on your heart and see what he begins to do. All of a sudden, since November, she's on a news channel <laughs> talking about what God wants her to do to fulfill her purpose. Can we thank Kristen for her availability to the Lord? What about you? What has God given to you in the way of gifts, resources, time, treasure, talents that can be used to give life to others? Be willing to sacrifice for the kingdom of God to bring wholeness to other people. Mm -hmm.